the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. For, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and Nate from Strictly Diesel is sitting next to me. So if you have a, car, or a question about diesels, because that's how we're going to open up the show. We're going to talk about diesels. We're going to talk about our favorite trucks and our not-so-favorite trucks. We're going to talk about which truck we like to see come in and which one we don't like to see come in. So just start filling up all those things in your file. Sounds good. Okay. So, and then you'll, we'll be able to hear you after I turn your mic on. There we go. There all we right. go. I'm going to move your microphone up right there. Okay. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. You're welcome to join us. And Nate is from Strictly Diesel, 23rd Avenue and Pinnacle Peak Road. You've been working on diesels since when? Uh, 1990. 1990. Yeah. So you've got myself. 30 years of greasy fingernails, and your wife says, go outside and eat your dinner? <laughs> Not often. <laughs> okay, no. but it still happens. It's, it may happen, yeah. It's, yeah. Yep, it still happens. So you got. Wh- why did you get into diesels? That's a great question. It was it accidentally or on purpose? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I went to the asset program at Glendale Community College. Okay. So I got the tour pretty much and work in every area of the dealership at mm-hmm. the time. I was doing automatic transmissions, okay, and I was enjoying that beyond all get out. And my shop foreman came to me one day and he says, "Nate, go help the diesel guy." That was it, and that was it. It's like cocaine and heroin. You know what yeah. I mean? It just you yeah. you get there and you hear those big monsters running, and then they start talking about doubling the turbo boost, and then all of a sudden you see a truck that's got a diesel engine that that. Down at the drag strip, wink, wink, wink. He right. can burn the tires for a quarter mile, yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So anyway, if you have a diesel question, we've got uh, the best diesel guy in town as far as I'm concerned. Oh, thank so you. Nate from Strictly Diesel is here to help you, but we have Mike already. So, Mike. Well, let's talk to Mike. Yeah, Mike. What can we do for you? Hey, good morning, Mark. Uh, Mike here in People's Valley, Arizona. Oh, well. Hey, uh, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, my question doesn't uh, retain, uh, have anything to do with a diesel engine, but I, it is a truck question. I have a uh, 2007 Chevy Silverado Classic, and uh, what it started doing last week on me is uh, when I'm going from a stop, uh, uh, like at a stoplight, when I take off from a stop, it go, in first gear takes off, but when it come, goes into second gear, there's a slight hesitation and, a, and then a hard bump, kind of a slam going into second gear. I wanted to see what you think your uh, opinion is of that. What do you think, Nick? Sounds transmission related. Yeah. Yeah. 
Can you manually shift it? Does that change anything if you pull it into low and you just shift it yourself? Uh, boy, I haven't tried that. Okay. Have you had any change of fluid in a while? Somebody took it apart and and uh, changed the fluid or anything like that with the pan off? And No, but that's what I was wondering. You know, maybe the, the fluid needs to be changed. I mean, it, it looks clean, but it, it has been a while. Do you see so, a leak in your driveway? No, no leaks. Okay. You know, I'm thinking out loud that I've never fixed a tranny from shifting by changing the fluid. Everybody does that first. Right, right. Um, Plugged filters have a different uh, symptom than what he has, um, and he's got a. You got, if I can recount, you got a hard shift into two. Yeah, kind of a hesitation, and it's almost like a slam in the second. It feels like you hit a hard bump or something. It's like, what was that? You know. You think that's a seven hundred R four in that oh uh, seven? That's what I'm thinking. Though. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't I can't help you. I uh, what part of town do you live in? I'm on the west side, about 43rd Avenue in Glendale. Okay. Um, I would stop by um, Harker's at 38th Avenue in Indian School, not on Monday morning or Friday afternoon for obvious reasons, and um, ask them uh, if they would take a ride with you and you can demonstrate a transmission issue. And uh, I'd I'd say, you know, I'd be happy to pay for your time. But Bob's really good there, and his his son-in-law, Jeremy, and between the two of them, um, they've probably seen your problem before and have probably fixed it and have probably misdiagnosed it three or four times on the front end of this learning curve <laughs> until they actually right. fixed it. That's what I'd do. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's I, I mainly wanted to see, see where you uh, recommended I go to because it's hard to find a good place. Yeah, I, I trust me, I, I, Harker's is a really good place, and they're really good diagnosticians. And I've sent a couple of cars to them that nobody could fix, and they fixed them. So I'm pretty confident that they'll do a good job for you. Awesome. Okay, okay guys. Well, thanks a lot for your help. You betcha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 602 And we have another caller. Who might that be, Gil? Say hello to Mark. Mark, good morning. Good morning. How are you? You know, I'm I'm in studio, and I'm not wearing silver bracelets, so I'm in pretty good shape. Glad to hear it. Uh, so I have a 2013 Toyota Camry LE, 150,000 miles, and starting about three weeks ago, just randomly the blower will stop, both for AC and heat, and um, we'll just stop for maybe a day, and then I'll start the car again, and everything's working fine. The AC is ice cold, um, heat. And everything, and then it'll run great for five or six days, and then I'll pull in for gas, turn it off, and start it, and no blower. Uh, I I don't know where the blower is on your Camry, but it's going to be it's going to be on the passenger side firewall, firewall, either on the outside in the engine compartment or underneath the glove box. You can find yeah, it by just. I've, I've identified where that is. I was just wondering, is that is that something that a blower will do that it can just go in and out like that intermittently? You can you if you promise to put an extra five dollars in the plate next time, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what to do. Okay. Okay. Just take a hammer and with the wooden side of the handle <laughs> when it's not blowing, strike the back of the blower motor and it'll come back on. 
And so okay. you do that two or three so times. So if that works, then I know what to replace. Yeah, it, two or three times. And, and then if you wanted to take it apart, you could look and the brushes are not hitting the armature in the back. And and, and here's the key. Every time you strike it, it, it starts blowing. That eliminates the switch, the resistor. That eliminates everything in the climate controls. The blower motor is the problem. So okay. That's what I do, okay? All right, thank you. You betcha. Um, do you fix a lot of cars with a hammer? <laughs> One of our favorite tools. <laughs> we do. We actually do. Yeah, you know, it's, a, you, it's a useful tool. You walk underneath the car and you're dinging, dinging, dinging the suspension, and all of a sudden you have a clunk. Yep. Or you got your hand on this part and you hit this part and you can feel. Well, there's a bushing in between them. Yep. Okay, we got another caller. Who might that, that be? That would be Andy. Andy, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Good. I've got a uh, 2007 Lexus, and uh, I'm having a hard time starting it. Uh, I'll push the button, and it uh, it'll seem like it catches, and then it dies. And uh, if I try and get the foot to the gas pedal soon enough, it'll catch. But I don't know if it would have caught anyway or you know, at that particular time, or if there's related somehow. But I'm also wondering, my wife doesn't have this problem. Could it be related to the fob? No. If it ever starts, I don't think it can, because if your fob was defective or the program, it would never start. Okay. And and let me clear up some words we're using here. You go in and you crank it, but the engine doesn't start or catch, right? It Correct. Well, it it sounds like it catches, so I take my finger off the button, and it dies. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, it's got, we got to determine if it's spark or fuel. It's not going to be spark because that's not a symptom, but it is a symptom of, of fuel. Does Is this your wife's car or your car? It's my wife's car, but, yeah, yeah. I drive right. it occasionally. Do, does she... Where does she typically keep the level of fuel in her tank? Uh, it's, it's usually full. Okay. You know, okay. close to full. How many right. miles are on it? Uh, 116,000. Okay. And now I had it to the dealer uh, when okay. I had the oil changed, and they could not replicate the, the issue, and evidently none of the diagnostics indicated anything. No, we don't have a piece of equipment that's going to do this. Um, and as a matter of fact, when we start dealing with fuel, fuel issues, all you can do is put a pressure gauge on there and turn the key on in the morning and make sure you have the adequate fuel pressure. But it doesn't happen for her. That's that's the strange okay, thing. Okay, I, I know, but what difference does that make? You well, know what I'm saying? That's why, that's why I was thinking the fob, because she's no, got her well, own fob, i got my own fob. Yeah, well, if that's the case, switch cool. fobs with her. Okay. Well, I could do that, yeah. but I don't want her getting stuck. <laughs> well, I, I uh, you know, I, I can't. It, it, it doesn't do any good to to uh, start. I mean, you can start guessing. You only have two choices at this point. You can start guessing intelligently, or you can wait till it gets worse and easier to find. Because if we can't duplicate it, it's really hard to fix it. Try this: yeah. cycle the key when you when it's you. Turn the key to the on position, but not to the crank position. So you're just going to well, push your button. There's no key. I understand. Push the button once to turn on the accessories, but don't okay. hold it down where it cranks. So okay. push the button, count to five, turn the button off. 
push the button again, count to five, and turn it off. What we're doing is is we're pressurizing the fuel system. Ah, okay. And, and then you hit it the third time and see if it starts and runs. If it does, then you're leaking fuel pressure overnight. And I can't explain why it doesn't happen to your wife, because once we fix it, we can explain that. But we can't explain it in advance. you just got to fix what's on the plate in front of you. So if you cycle the key on and off three times, um, then you've built fuel pressure. You push it to the start position. Boom, it starts right up. Everything's fine. Then the next couple mornings, you you go back and forth to no, pushing the button and priming the fuel system, and now I have a problem. Or every time I do, I don't. Most of the time, the injector's leaking. Look for black smoke or the fuel pressure regulator's bad most of the time. So that's what I'd look at. I, Based on... I mean, it's somebody's going to have to get it to duplicate and have all their equipment on there. We're going to look for spark and fuel. So that that's what they should have done. But if they had it three days and they couldn't get it to act up, then you know there's nothing they can do. In your case, the best I guess the best thing is is just swap fobs, and that'll okay. eliminate that. Alrighty. And Thanks then the time, what, what what you want to use is this: the car cranks over appears to kind of start or catch and then doesn't. So there seems to be some extended cranking. Then it seems like the car wants to start because the tone of the cranking changes, but it doesn't. And then when my wife drives it, um, she pushes the button and it starts every time. Let me ask you a question. When you drive it, is the car parked different places than when she drives it? No. Uh, okay. The uh, uh, reason I ask that is, is you park on level ground. She parks with the butt of the car near the sidewalk, and the nose is up in the air, or it's the other way around. So I, I ask you that just to see where the fuel in the tank and if that can affect this. But that's it, Andy. Good luck. And and if you figure out what it is, um, I'd be interested in knowing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I could learn from from whoever fixes it. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be right back. America is proud of our veterans and the brave sacrifices they have made to protect our freedoms. Freedom is not free. According to the Department of Veterans Affairs, last year an average of 17 veterans per day took their own lives as a result of mental illness or post-traumatic stress. The price these courageous men and women pay often go well beyond the common treatment of traditional medicine. That's why 960 The Patriot is proud to tell you about Instruments for Success, a local veterans organization that is saving lives every day through the gift of music. You can help Instruments for Success by by donating any new or used instrument like a guitar, an amplifier, keyboards, drums, trumpets, saxophone, flutes, sheet music, and more. For a complete list of items needed to find a drop-off location near you or to make a monetary donation, please visit Instruments, the number four, success.org. Sponsored in part by our friends at Phoenix Body Works, proudly supporting our courageous veterans. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty. The three things that set the United States apart. 
It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. 960 The Patriot. Well, welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And uh, I'm just having a tough time with my, my headphones. So um, still sounding. Yeah, I've just got this raspy, you know, sound. But it's got to be Gil's fault. <laughs> it, it, it does because whenever things bad happens, it's, hey, you sound it's good the, over here, Mark. Um, say that again. Sound good over here. Yeah, I know. I don't sound good to me. <laughs> That's the problem. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing since 1970. Brian and Thelma have been running this car repair shop, and they've done a good job. Both of their families. We're in the gas station and car repair business back in the 60s and the 70s. So they've been around the block, and they know what oil smells like and feels like. So they're the only place in Mesa I can recommend. It's not that there's no good shops in Mesa. It's just that they have to pass a certain level of expertise, and I just have a tough time with that. So Thompson's can do it. They're on Main Street, just east of Stapley, and they're well worth um, the extra mile drive. Let's go to Derek. Derek, good morning. Hey, Mark. So uh, my job's trying to keep me employed while this COVID virus thing is, and uh, we have about seven or eight of those side-by-side Kubotas, Uh and uh, we have one that runs, and the other ones have all died through the years and no one really knows how to fix them however i'm pretty handy with cars and i have a full range of tools but these being diesels i'm a little lost in this particular instance i have one kubota that turns over all day long it turns over really strong 
but it will not fire. And so I introduced propane to see if it would kind of start to run or chug or change tone. I have no other reason or no other ideas on how to diagnose. Do you have any advice for me? Well, yeah, I'm going to give it to Nate, but did the propane make any difference? It, it didn't seem to make any difference. Okay. Well, Nate's got his hand up in the air. Now he has two. Go, take it away. <laughs> what, what, what years What years are these Kubotas? These are about 10 years old. 10 years. Okay. Do, yeah. Do you, do you, can you find the injection pump, and, and what does that look like? Is there several wires going to it or just a single wire? I, I believe there's – I'm not with them, but going off of memory, I believe there's three. Okay. I'm going to guess because I don't see those on a daily basis, but you want to make sure you have 12 volts to the injection pump when you turn the key on or whatever the key is. And, and yeah, they'll crank all day, but if you don't have 12 volts to the injection pump, you're not igniting or or turning on that pump. Uh, Second Uh, of all, fuel, if these have been sitting for a while, is the fuel in decent shape? The fuel, when I opened the tank and I kind of sampled the fuel, it seemed to be relatively fresh. Okay. Someone may have attempted uh, that. The fuel did seem pretty fresh, but I I don't know enough about it to know if it is or not. Just because things happen when they sit, I would check for air in in the fuel system. Any air with an older injection pump can be a no-start. If if there's a spot to bleed air or a little hand pump that you can pump to prime it, try that. Okay. And then for what it's worth. Yeah, check 12 volts at the pump, and then and then crack an injector line loose at the injector. See if you have fuel spitting from that injector at at the engine. Just be careful. Stand back. Make sure it's not spraying on you. you and know. cover it with the rag and stuff like that. You'll yeah. know if it's squirting at you and stuff. What yeah. about glow plugs? Glow plugs are also a possibility. Intake air heater. That's yeah. something else. Um, but usually on those industrial motors, they're usually a pretty good start without those anyway. So... That's a possibility, for sure. Yeah. Are the glow plugs easily accessible? You could take a voltage reading and see if they're getting hot. Should be. On that. Should now, be. could you use an ohmmeter to go from the tang of the uh, of the uh, uh, glow plug to ground and see if a resistance? Yes. So if he went and did all four, and then he found one or two or three was out of spec, then that might be something. But if he'd had no inject or no glow plug activity... Does it have a glow plug relay? Has to. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there could be a glow plug relay yeah. problem too. Yeah. So you got okay, quality of fuel. You got too. glow plugs, and uh, you've got whether that high pressure pump has twelve volts. Usually, if if you yep. introduce so another fuel my, source, uh, like here's my order. To, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twelve volt injector pump. Confirm the twelve volts. Easily done. And then I can check for air and prime it make sure use a pump to make sure there's no air in the system then i'm going to open an injector line and uh and key you know attempt to start it and see if fuel spurts out and then uh check check for glow plugs i i didn't really i'm not sure how to check for the glow plug again i kind of missed the detail on how to test the glow plug well the glow plug they'll if if it has glow plugs it'll be sticking out near the injector and or somewhere where there's going to be a single wire going to it so if you ohm that out okay. to battery negative, it should be under two ohms. Typically, for being good. Uh, so ohms. you're going to okay. take the two. You're going to take the two wands of your digital volt ohmmeter, and you're going to go to the yeah. top of the glow plug and to ground. And you're going to have okay. it set in ohms. And so, yeah. yep. two, Nate says two. So if you have thirty, 
or if you have zero, then <laughs> there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Obviously, so the basics too. There, there will Got be some it. resistance. Check basics also. Is the fuel filter plugged? Is the air filter plugged solid? You know, construction equipment. Definitely, they're all well taken care of, Nate. I, I, I'm offended that you would suggest <laughs> that uh, a piece of construction would have a dirty air filter things or something happen. like that. Things My happen. goodness! And they're like cowboys, you know. They 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 don't have any horse manure in the fuel tank because no. they used a five gallon tank for here and then they did here. That kind of stuff. They didn't ever happen. Yeah. All righty. Well, listen. Thank you very much, Andy or Derek. Thank you very much. And you know, we Dave, you stay there. Because I'm not going to be able to do you justice with about a minute and ten seconds left until this break, we have four lines available: six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. But but Dave is still first: six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Four lines available. Nate from Strictly Diesel sitting here next to me. He's up at Twenty Third Avenue and Pinnacle Peak Road. He he's a real diesel guy. His fingernails are a tad dirty, and every once in a while. I can smell the odor of diesel, especially if he comes from work to radio. <laughs> Just sometimes. It smells good to me, okay? It smells good to me, yeah. too. Gas smells good to me, too. <laughs> so, what doesn't smell good to me is some diesel that's puking white smoke out the tailpipe. Yes. That yes. doesn't smell good. No. Do, you, do you even have to? Could I blindfold you and walk you up to the exhaust on a diesel? And would you know by your old snifferoni that yes. it was blowing white smoke as opposed to black? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The nose is a tool also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's also a tool for your wife. And your mother. Did your mother ever grab your nose or did she grab your earlobes? Earlobes. Yeah, so did yeah. mine. That's yeah. the reason why. That, they called me flappy for the first 10 years of my <laughs> life because my mother had tugged on my ears so hard. <laughs> Anyway, 602-508-0960. Gil, Gil is the one that answers the phone. He's a really nice guy. But if you use bad words, then he's going to put on my screen, he uses bad words. So don't use bad words, but Gil's the one that will say hi, kick and and then he'll take your name and stuff like that. So we'll get to you as quickly as you can. But right now, Dave, I'm reminded you're first. This is 960 KKNT. My name is Mark Salem, and every Saturday from 10 to noon, we're here talking about cars. We're not doing anything other than talking about cars. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This week, Bill Wolf will interview Ari Gallus, an artist who recounts his life's journey from Poland to Israel and finally the United States, and his work has been inspired as an artistic memorial to the horrors of the Holocaust. 
That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother! We can do this together! All right, let's go! Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this! You will rock this! To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All about that. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We're going to do just exactly what we said. We're going to go to day first. Dave, thank you for holding. What can I do for you? Howdy, sir. Hey, that, uh, how you doing? Good, good. All right, I want to make sure you're there. Hey, that hard-shifting Chevy truck, you were talking to that guy? Uh-huh. We were heavy hauling with my uh, 96 automatic transmission up the Six Mile Hill, up to Cordes Lakes, up north. Uh-huh. And that darn truck, we put it put it to bed that night, and the next day it was slammed slamming second gear and would not stop and what ASE guy friend of mine pretty sharp uh it wasn't throwing codes it's an older one but he decided that if we hooked the negative positive battery overnight or whatever length of time that was his suggestion it stopped doing it he said it had got into tow heavy tow haul code mode whatever any that makes sense to you It, it did fix it uh, you know, you're not going to argue. First of all, you're not going to argue with success. Second of all, I want you to close your eyes, and both of us are sitting there shaking our heads. Yes, not no, but yes. Especially yeah, I hear you. Yeah, and, and yeah, I don't. I hear you. 
it's it's kind of like um, you reboot your computer when it's acting up and that fixes it on a car. Typically, um, what I like to do is pull both cables, and when the cables are completely disconnected from the battery, touch them together and then let it sit for you know fifteen yeah, thirty yeah, minutes. That's what that's what we did, right? Okay, that's what we did. And you're discharging the capacitors when you touch them together. There is no spark there, but sometimes I'm scared that they're going to touch the two cables with a jumper cable, and that's going to be a hell of a firework show when yeah. you do oh, that. Yeah. Oh, I, but, I know, right? But thank you for that. You're, you're exactly it just, right. Uh, it just it instantly stopped it. It was I thought we had ruined that transmission. It was a 200,000-mile truck. She's still sturdy, old girl, but, man. Yeah. Uh, that transmission, like he said, it looked like you got rear-ended when it shifted. I've never been anything shifting that hard, so maybe uh, he's still listening. I don't okay. suggest doing anything he doesn't know what to do, but that's, helped us. That's no harm, no foul there, so it's no big deal. Yeah. Mike had his 07 Silverado, and the transmission, he was our first caller. So Dave to Mike, Dave to Mike, um, disconnect <laughs> the battery and see what happens. Thank you, Dave, and thank you for waiting. Thank you very much. Ken, Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I've got a 91 Ford Ranger uh, with the V6 engine in it. Okay. The uh, I have an oil leak, the uh, steering gear, where okay. the uh, uh, steering column inputs. Okay. I've taken that short uh, drive shaft out of the way and peeled the rubber off of the top of the seal. And so I see a seal and a snap ring but I can't find any gap in the snap ring uh, with a pick. I'm okay. feeling around there. And I don't know what I'm looking at. <sighs> there, a lot of the snap rings don't have holes in them so that we can use snap ring pliers. Sometimes you're going to use a really small screwdriver. Have you taken some brake clean and clean that area up? Because sometimes the tips won't go all the way into the groove. Okay, there's no, uh, there's no tab with holes on them. Um, no. uh, I've, it, it's clean, and I've used yeah. a sharp screwdriver and a pick. Okay. Well, go how many miles there. are on this? Uh, 94. Okay. Hmm. I, I, I don't know how, unless the whole cover comes off. Is there is there a there there is that too? Yeah. Yeah. Can you take the cover around that? It's called the input seal. And maybe there's three or four bolts around the cover, and you take the cover off, and then you punch the seal from outside in of mm. this housing. Oh, I uh, I'm not staring at it at the moment, but I don't yeah. think so. Okay. Uh, can can I drill that? Can oh I no, drill? no, no. If you if. You know, okay, here's the deal. You can do anything you want because the worst-case scenario is you got to buy another steering box. I was hoping you said that you had 200,000 miles on that Ford, but I know I'm I'm dreaming because Fords don't get that high. But I was <laughs> I, I was hoping you said 200, 250,000 miles. And I was saying, come on, Ken, just go buy a steering box. But We're still I, dealing with time here, though, and, and, and time is the enemy on that truck. So, it, it, you're, yeah. you're, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. I... Um, where, where do you live, Ken? Uh, Mesa, uh, Power, and uh, and Main area. Just find a shop close by you, and, and don't go Monday mornings or Friday afternoons. But you, you, you just say, um, can, can I stop by and you look at my input shaft seal, and would you give me an estimate to replace it? 
And now know that it's a 50-50 chance that will fix it, 50-50 chance it won't, because there's probably a groove in the input shaft, and the seal's not going to reseal on a groove. There's lots of bad things mm. here. So, mm. but, and, and either that or, or get some, find some compressed air and blow that area off really good because Nate and I, th- there is a snap ring. We think there's a snap there ring is. there, but it's not going to have two eyes on it. Uh, so we can right. use some pointed pliers. Um, it's The end is not square. The end has an ear on each side. And so that gives you the opportunity to get underneath that ear and lift that snap ring up, and then you can unroll the snap ring. We're pretty okay, sure I of that. I do have a right angle pick, and I, I can't seem to get underneath anything. Well, it's not really get underneath anything. You're going to get to the little tab that hangs off the end, and you're just going to lift it up and pull the snap ring out. So oh, you're going to oh, kind of lift it up towards the shaft. Oh. But I, I okay. think if you just stop by some shop and you say to them, would you be so kind as to tell me how to get that snap ring out? He's going to get some compressed air. He's going to blow it off. He's going to get a little carburetor cleaner. He's going to clean it up, and he goes right there. So you could do that yourself. Yeah. You know, another another thing you could do is go to the auto parts store and have him pull a steering box out and look to see what kind of a snap ring holds yeah. that together. Yeah. So that might be a better deal, but, Ken, that's the best we can do. Keith, you stay right there. We're going to pick you up right after this. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen every Saturday at 12 o'clock noon, right here on AM 960, The Patriot. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just got invited to the prom. Do you A, meet her date? I need to see your past date report cards, your driver's license, a list of references, and this hair sample. B, help her pick out a dress. <gasps> Don't you just love the long sleeves and turtleneck on this pantsuit? Ugh. C, attend the prom undercover. Mom, what are you doing here? I'm not mom, I'm <clears throat> Calvin, the new kid at school. Or D, capture her big moment. Uh, let's take a photo of you two. I'm in the middle. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. It's Meals on Wheels. 
One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies. Come on and clean up the mold. Clean up the mold. Mold can trigger asthma in kids young and old. Come on and clean up the mold. Clean up the mold in your house. This song may be fun, but childhood asthma is not. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as cleaning up the mold and mildew in your house. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Nate from Strictly Diesel, Mark Salem, every here every Saturday, helping you out with your car problems. Um, we're going to guess, but we're only as good as the information you give us. So if we say, is the... Uh, if we say to you, is the exhaust white or black, and you say blue, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a little difficult. Or if you say it's pink, it's going to be a little difficult. But just uh, it's the give and take helps us best take uh, care of you. Absolutely. Um, autom- and we were just talking about autom- uh, transmissions. Automatic transmission exchange has been in Phoenix since 1968. Phil has been in transmission overhauls and repairs since the very first ones, which is the Power Glide, and the Buick, I think, had one before that, all the way to the new electronic control. So Phil's one of those guys that has been from the beginning to the end of transmissions. So he's in Phoenix, 40th Street in Washington, and so if you have a transmission problem, Phil says stop by, and we'll talk about it. That's Automatic Transmission Exchange. Okay, we've got Keith, and uh, Keith, what's up? Mark and Nate, uh, love the show. Uh, I have a 2005 Kawasaki mule that's a diesel, three-cylinder. When when I got it new to me, which was only about a year ago, I changed the oil and the fuel filter. Okay. Uh, Unbeknownst to me, there was two oil plugs on the pan. Everywhere on that thing it says, do not overfill with oil, which I couldn't understand why they were so pronounced about it. Now I know. I overfilled it with oil. Went to start it, and it hydraulic. Okay. Uh, a very hard start with a bang, and then it started, and it smoked ever since. Took it into a mechanic. He's got it apart. He's got a bent rod. What would cause it to hydraulic by changing the oil and or the fuel filter? Or overfilling the oil, I should say. Go. Uh, most likely, in, in in my opinion, it brought oil past the rings and uh-huh. then put it on top of that cylinder. And then when the piston came back up again, it can't compress liquid, so that's where the rod bent. Got that's it. most likely, in my opinion, what happened. There's also the remote possibility that we filled it full of fuel for some reason or another. But it's normally... Okay. I mean, when we fill it full of fuel, we don't usually have all the injectors fail. We don't usually have that, right? Right. Usually one injector goes bad. So I don't know. Um, it Here's the deal. It really makes no difference at this particular time. But if you overfilled it with oil, I, I agree with Nate, almost I'd say you have a 90% chance that somehow you pushed that piston came down and the oil went past it. 
and then it's got to go somewhere. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how many quarts does that hold? Uh, I believe it was something like four point three liters. Does that sound right? It, it was metric. Okay, it was all so, metric. All right, but that's four point three if you drain both pans. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you know what the split is by chance, Nate? I don't mule. I don't either. I, I, yeah. But if it's four point two, I would imagine there's two and a half or something like that in one hump or you one pan think. and two and a half on the other. You would think. Is they do they split the pans like that because this vehicle is going to be off road and they need to make sure they're sucking oil out of whether you're going down real steep or going up real steep. Very possible. Okay, that's that's kind of an old wives' tale that I was told a long time ago. It makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah I don't. If he's going to be repairing it, there's. You know, the autopsy is not that important. It's um, You could spend a lot of time, and I don't think either one of us would know why that rod bent. Um, okay. But we do know you probably tried to compress a liquid. <laughs> yeah, right. And, right. So, it didn't and, work. Yeah, it, it that's never okay. Does. You know, let me change your story just a little bit, okay? My, I told my wife to change the oil in my mule. And oh, um, and she forgot to pull the other drain plug, and so I've since counseled her, and and uh, and so I think we'll be successful next time. That's what I would do. <laughs> oh boy, that's right, that's right. So I hope none of my buddies are listening to this. Yeah, show. yeah, there you go. No, we're not going to tell them that that we're talking to Keith, who has a Dodge. <laughs> yeah. No, that, no, it's no problem. So anyway, thanks for calling. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, thank you. All righty. Now, Gil, didn't we have somebody about the eco diesel? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do that real quick. Yeah, wanted our opinion. Okay, yeah, on the Eco Diesel. Now, the Dodge has a three-liter Eco Diesel, and um, they've promoted it pretty heavy. It's a, it's a kind of a monster for a small. In the half um, tons. In the half tons, yep. yeah. And that's kind of unusual. We don't usually get a diesel in the half tons. You've got to go to three-quarter ton. On a, on a grade scale of A through F, you've worked on them, and so have I. So give... Give what do you think the customers after a year of owning that thing? What do you think the customer's going to think that vehicle deserves from an A through an F? In my world, B to a C. Okay. In my world. Okay. In my world, a D. <laughs> I mean, a D, a D, and 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 I'm on the edge of an F. <laughs> um, what are you seeing? What I'm seeing is you have to over maintain that motor. A lot. A lot. Yes. If there's no forgiveness no, on that thing. No, there is no forgiveness. Yeah, if, you, no. if it seems to know that if you're 100 miles past the oil change, it's gonna the air conditioning compressor is gonna blow up on them, or it, the motor's gonna lock up. Something. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't like the Eco Diesel, and you're right. We have a couple of fleets, so we're seeing vehicles with real high miles, and yeah. of course the EGR is burning the metal or the plastic intake. That creates a whole kind of a whole new problem. We've had some of our Eco Diesels do it twice because there is no repair for it yet. So you're having to replace the whole top of the motor, right? And um, and that's not something that's inexpensive. And so the concrete companies that we do a lot of their service work, they still like the fuel economy. They still like that they're gonna they're gonna last a long time. It's so. just that um, they have some quirks, and it, in order for them to last a long time, you're gonna have to maintain the heck out of them, and you're gonna have to know the service manual um, by heart. Yep, absolutely. And, on the other hand, the Dodge 6.7 is forgiving. The uh, Ford 6.7 is forgiving. Overall. The 6.6 6 is forgiving. Uh, uh, otherwise, you can you can stretch those out till there's a symptom. But 
the eco diesel it goes from good to bad in a real short period of time unfortunately yes yeah so peter good morning to you how can we help you good morning uh well i've not suffered from the coronavirus other than i actually had it and have the antibodies but i oh. suffered no Ill, Ill effects other than a headache Okay, well, Nate and I will trade you the answer to this question for, um, we'll meet you at the hospital and we'll take some of your antibodies. And, uh, well, that, that's well, what they say. Yeah. As long as you don't tighten the multiples, arc fittings will be okay. Okay, okay. Um, All right. Now, other than that, I have a 2007 Hyundai Santa Fe GLS. And it's been a really decent car. Um, it's had some work done on it, and uh, mostly uh, during the first 100,000 miles at the dealer. And then at a shop I like locally. Um, and then uh, it's got 178000 on it. And recently, uh, it's like when I first start driving at very low speed, I get a wobble. The car feels like it's wobbling. Uh, but then it doesn't do it uh, after that at any other speed. It's just very low, like under about maybe uh, 5 to 15 miles an hour. But it only does it when it starts to move not after it's like moving and i slow down and then start okay. up again all right when um I, is the wobble feel in the butt in your in, in your butt you see to your pants or is it in the steering wheel uh it's not in the steering wheel i kind of feel it in my seat okay is, is, is that sound that sound weird no not at all that's that that's part of the conversation you you got to ask those questions the, the husbands will always stumble around and never answer it the wives know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> But here's well, she the deal. likes it. She she thinks the car likes her. Well, I can't fix that. I'm a car mechanic. I'm not a psychiatrist. <laughs> but it, Nate and I are going to agree that there's probably something loose in that rear suspension, or you have a bad tire back there. Okay. And um, and Nate, I'm thinking out loud. If we had an air leak and we had a tread separation, then at night. It would probably get some air, depending on the size of the leak. And then after he drives it for a while, maybe the, instead of the, the tire ending up with a flat spot, ultimately it smooths out. Yeah. And so if that's the case, this is not going to be a hard diagnosis. I'll tell you how you can diagnose it. How long has this been happening? Uh, it's been gone for now for about two months. Okay. I think that if you go back to the two rear tires, I think let's pretend 360 degrees, Okay. If you look uh -huh. at the side, from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock has obvious tread wear that none of the rest of the tire has. Oh. So the, thread, the tread is a little slimmer, a little closer to the wear bars than from 3 o'clock all the way around to 6 o'clock in a counterclockwise direction. And if you find that, then you can go up to any tire store. I'd go to discount and say to them, will you look at my back tires and tell me if you see any unusual wear? And if they come out and say, yeah, that right rear or the left rear has some unusual wear, then we knocked it. We got it. Wow. Now, right before all that started happening, I did have a tire puncture, and it was repaired. Okay. Was it done with a plug or a patch on the inside? You know, I don't know. Okay. Well, when you, you the tire's made up of multiple layers, and when you plug it, then you leave the air in between the layers, and you've glued the plug to every single layer. From a patch point of view, you patch it from the inside so any air between the layers can go out the hole that the nail was in. Mm. But we're not going to look in that direction. You've given us great symptoms. you got the wobble in the back end that goes away. 
I'm yeah. 75 to 80% sure you have a tread separation on one of those rear tires. Now, if you had your wife ride in the back and she sat on the passenger side and then she moved to the driver's side, she could tell, well, if you did, if you sat in the back seat too, whoever's sitting in the back seat can tell you which side it's on. Okay. All right. And if you can't get your wife to go that early in the morning, get your girlfriend, okay? That's <laughs> <laughs> charge me diagnostic time. <laughs> All right. Thanks for laughing. Thanks for laughing. All righty, David, good morning to you. How can we help you? Good morning. I have a noise in a F-350 Super Duty. It makes a whistle at idle. Oh, that's free of charge. Whistle at idle. Yeah. What do you? Yep. I mean, I, I'm thinking of something. What are you thinking? Well, which engine do you have, sir? It's the big one. Gas or diesel? It's whatever. Diesel, of course. Okay, diesel. Okay. What year is it? 2013. Okay. Oh. Uh, he must have hit his head before he bought that. Okay. Nate, go. I missed the last part. What did he say? 2013. Uh, uh, 2013 F350. He has a, a, a whistle or a um, a noise. I'm going to ask him. It's, I'm pretty sure it's first thing in the morning. Is that right, David? Nope. No matter oh. when you drive it. Okay. So 100% of the time it's got a whistle and it. Uh, exhaust manifold leaking on those could okay. cause a whistle for sure, a boost leak of some kind. Right. Yeah. So it's either in the exhaust system or it's in the uh, the boost system from the turbocharger to the air intake. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you how you can find it. Does it do it when you're just idling? Right. Okay. Go down to the auto parts store and buy a, buy a big piece of four foot, three quarter inch heater hose. You could have a belt too for that matter, but. Yeah. Well, if it's a belt, if you sprayed it with water, it'd go away. Yes. Okay, so you yeah. could check that, spray the belt with water, or spray the belts when it's running, and if the noise is still there, then it's not the belt. But if you take that big piece of heater hose and you put one of it into your ear and then you start waving it around the engine compartment, I promise you, you'll know where the leaks come. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I took it in a shop like uh, last summer, and they says like... Twenty-five hundred dollars to fix it, and I said, "No, I don't want to do it." I asked him if we'd strand the truck somewhere, and he said, "Nope." So I said, "Okay." So we've had it like that for the last ten months, probably. Yeah, we're both shaking our heads because we we don't, um, and and we're thinking out loud. Yeah. On the pressure side is the boost, and that's where shoving air into the intake part of the motor. The exhaust side is going out, so it could be for either one of those two. Exhaust is kind of under pressure, too, with the manifolds and up-pipes and so forth. If you have a bad bellows, expandable part of the pipe that is leaking, that could be part of it. Uh, exhaust manifold leak. Okay, if, if if he were to take it to your shop, you would say to him, "It's gonna diagnostic time is going to be somewhere between this and this, and I'm going to be able to tell you exactly what it is, and I'm going to be able to give you an estimate at the same time. Absolutely. And yeah. put the fill in the numbers. A dollar to fifteen. Seventy-five to <laughs> seventy-five to one fifty. I'll give him a diagnostic on it, and, okay. and yeah, we'll give him a quote and go from there. Okay. So, see, it's it's a matter of there's a lot of places to go f f fix, not fix, but identify. Yeah. So it's not something I made it sound really easy by putting a hose to your ear, but in reality, you're going to get in a general direction and you're going to hear it, but you still have to find the specific area that it's coming from. So, anyway, thanks very much, David. Good luck to you.